Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Quoting Danny Lewis, We're not supposed to save them. Our only job is to introduce the Savior. I feel like we all have someone in our lives that we wish they knew Jesus. We watch them, we see them maybe broken by addiction or bound in an abusive relationship or maybe there's anger issues or just a whole slew of things that happen when you're in love with this present world and we want to fix them. We want to drag them to church. We want to drag them out of the lifestyle that they're in and place their feet on a rock. We want to change them because we see the the hurt and we see the struggle and we, we want to rescue them because we care about them and we love them. But the truth is, that's not our job. It's not our job to pull someone out of the miry clay and set their feet on a rock. It has nothing to do with that. That's not what we're called to. That's not our job description. In Acts chapter 10, we find Peter preaching to Cornelius. He's sharing the gospel with the first Gentiles. And in his sermon, I'm going to read a few verses, starting with verse 38. You know of Jesus, of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all the things he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God, that is to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly to testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead, of him all The prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Peter's job was to introduce the Savior. He wasn't sent to Cornelius's house to save him, to change his mind, to rearrange his priorities, to fix his lifestyle. He was sent to the house of Cornelius to introduce the Savior. And that's what he does in these verses. He literally just introduces Jesus. This is who he is. This is why he came. This is why I'm here telling you, because when he rose the third day, he came and I witnessed. I witnessed him. I have been changed because of what has happened with him, because he died, because he rose again. That's why I'm here. I am the product of of his sacrifice. I am the product of his salvation. It says he ordered us to preach to the people. He ordered us in Mark 16, 15, it says to preach, to proclaim the gospel to every creature. It also says that in Matthew 28, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you might be thinking, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not even a teacher. So that doesn't really apply to me. Yes, it does. Because if you are a saved, born again, child of God, a believer in Jesus, and you have that hope within you, 
then you are called to introduce the Savior. How? By your life. You live it. You live like you're saved. You live like there has been a change in your life because of what Jesus did. Because you have been a witness of salvation. You have been a witness to what Jesus can do in your life. And so you live it. You live the gospel consistently. You go about doing good like like Peter said Jesus did. He went about doing good with the Holy Spirit and with power. For God was with him. Being a testimony with your life like Jesus was. That God is with you. Living that way. Jesus went about doing good. And the people who saw that recognized his connection to the Father. And therefore the Father received glory. If we show the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, in our conduct. The fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, kindness, self-control. All of these things, if they are exemplified in our lives then we are showing that we have a connection to the Savior. We are showing that we have something that has resulted from salvation. And so it's not our job to go save them, but it is our responsibility to show what salvation looks like. And I feel a lot of the times we would rather just tell them how to fix their life instead of living in front of them the way that it's supposed to look when we have been saved. Because it's easier. It's easier to counsel somebody else and tell them how to fix their life than it is for us to make sure that we are actually living like we are saved. Like we, like our conduct in our speech is reflecting that we believe in Jesus and that we believe that he has the power to save. And, you know, one of the things that, that shows that we believe those things is the respect for his sacrifice. If we say we believe in Jesus and that we are thankful that he died for our sins and then we just go and do whatever we want to, we're not showing any respect. We're not showing any honor for the fact that he died for our sins to take them away from us. So how do you introduce the Savior? You live like you know who he is. You let that become the governing style of your life that I have been redeemed. And my life looks like this because I have been redeemed. And I talk like this because I have been redeemed. And I make these decisions because I have been redeemed. And it needs to look like it in every aspect of my life. In Philippians 2.15, it says, So that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. We are called to be the light of the world. In Matthew 5, Jesus says that we are the light of the world. And if we shine, if we shine the light of Jesus, if we reflect his light into the world, then the Father will be glorified and people will come to him as a result. That's our job description. Shine his light. Let people come to him. It's not our job description to pull them out of the miry clay. It's not our job description to fix everything that we think is wrong with them. But our job description is to live like we know the Savior. People are watching your life. They're watching to see how you respond in situations. They're watching to see if there's consistency. They're watching to see what your priorities are. And we have to make sure that we are governed by the fact that we are saved. 
that there's something different about our lives because of what Jesus Christ has done. The greatest witness, I believe the greatest way for you to introduce Jesus to someone is to live for him. It's that easy. It's it's not about stressing over, oh, I don't know what to say, or I don't know when is the right time to bring it up, or I don't know how to approach this situation. But it's living, focus on, my witness is not just what I say. It's not just in if I talk about Jesus, but it's how I live. It's how I deal with my frustration. It's how I interact with someone who is rude to me. These ways, this is how I witness of Jesus. This is how I display that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all of those things that are listed in Galatians. This is how I introduce Jesus. Because if I can show by my living, if I can show by my conversation that Jesus has made a difference in me, that is the best proof that I can offer to anyone else who is still stuck in sin, who is still stuck in the bondage and the sickness of sin, that is the best thing that I can show them is that I was once lost. I was once bound. I was once in that miry clay. But Jesus came. That is the best proof to offer is a changed life. If you speak that Jesus can change you, but you live a life that is not changed, that, that's no testimony that's, that's not going to show someone or help someone to want Jesus. So those people in your life that you're like, oh my, if they, would just, if they would just find Jesus, you are the key to showing them what that looks like. You are the one who is in their life strategically at this moment to live like you have been changed, to make decisions. And you know, sometimes you might have to disagree with them. Sometimes you might have to have to not go along with their idea do it do it compassionately do it kindly do it gently but nonetheless take the stand that reflects a life lived for jesus i believe the most effective way to introduce somebody to the savior is to be a product of his rescue be who he has set on a rock Reflect the King of Kings in your attitude, in your actions, in your lifestyle. And that is how you witness. That is how you show somebody who desperately needs Jesus that you at one time desperately needed Jesus as well. And you still, every single day of your life, desperately need Jesus. We can never get over the fact that without Him, we are lost. No matter how long we've been saved, no matter how long we've been walking this road, we must continue to live like we have been saved. It doesn't end. It doesn't quit. We cannot stop. We cannot let up because there's someone who is in our life watching us who desperately needs to know if Jesus can change them, if Jesus causes that attitude, if Jesus causes them to love like that, then I need to meet that Jesus. We're not their savior, but we can introduce the savior. I think it's time that we stop making excuses. We are called to witness, maybe not to preach, maybe not to stand up and teach, but our lives must reflect that Jesus still saves. Mm -hmm.